This was during one of the concerts in the early 40s or mid 40s, 44. Yeah, yeah right? it had to be because yeah. uh, on the um, <coughs> on the regular record date, Charlie Parker only played. Uh, I remember he played a two-bar break, then going into, the, and then we, he only played one chorus, and then. And then Big Sid Catlett was on there. Oh, my goodness. And this <laughs> yeah. wasn't Sid. That wasn't no. Sid. Oh, no. <laughs> Isn't it funny? You, now you're mentioning Big Sid Catlett, and here we come to a whole matter of someone who's beyond labeling. You know, the matter That's of right. labels. You can't, you, you know? Yeah, you can't label him. Uh, what about you? Does your feeling at the time when this is... At the time, this was highly controversial music in the field. Of, at the time you were playing this. Yes. And I'm thinking of... Uh, figures and so-called name figures as commentators and critics were giving you a rough time that you stuck to your guns you felt what you were doing was right would you feel uh, discouraged at that time to great extent uh, to some extent well naturally if somebody say that uh, uh, people say well, I don't understand your music so well, well, don't try to understand it just try to feel the music if you get a if you get a a feeling about it yeah, it's not too necessary to understand the music I don't think isn't this the basis of appreciating any art, Dizzy? Just what you're saying now. I mean, this someone says, I've got that someone has to know it from A to Z to listen as though that. Yes, way. Uh, I hate people uh, that that sit down and 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 try to pick music apart. You know, a uh, uh, thing like that happened to me with uh, with, uh, with Jerry Mulligan. Uh, one night he came by. I think I was working at Birdland, and uh, and we, we we he said he's going to go out to come out to my house. It was early in the morning, you know, after 4 o'clock. So on the way out to the club, he'd been drinking. I imagine if he, had, he had been, hadn't been drinking, he wouldn't have talked like this. But we were speaking of uh, pianists, and, uh, and uh, we were speaking about these uh, different pianists. And so Jerry started raving about some guys, some piano player that he'd heard. He said, the greatest I ever heard. I said, Jerry, I said, you ever, have you ever heard Art Tatum play? He said, "Oh, that's." He said, "Oh, that's something else." He said, "I wouldn't attempt to sit down to the piano with Art Tatum." I said, "Jerry," <laughs> I said, "I know a million other piano player, uh, piano players, you know. I mean, pianists that wouldn't attempt to sit down." I said, "You can't you mention." I said, "I don't like that little piano playing that you do on the bandstand. Or you get on, you get, you get." Uh, on your nerves <laughs> about sitting out of the piano. He was speaking in terms of him being a piano yeah. player, and and uh, in terms of I tell you. And then we got out to the house, and I with this this album uh, that I made with the with the brass and the quintet, uh, I, I played it for him. See, and he says, and he heard it, and he said, I don't like that introduction. I don't like the way that went out. I said, Jerry, would you sit down and just uh, sit down and just enjoy the music? What do you want to uh, sit down in music to uh, to be a surgeon and, and, and pick out this little thing and, uh, that you don't like and, and things like that? Just sit down and enjoy. So, you know, I saw Jerry later, uh, <clears throat> and he he was drunk, but the, the impact hadn't hit him yet. And then we didn't use but one saxophone for the first place. And he said, you know, I hate to admit it. But you know, I didn't even miss the saxophone because <laughs> we had the French horns and the trombones and everything going all through everything with the saxophone. So he said, so I, the next time I saw him, he said, about that thing that you played for me out there, can I listen to that again? <laughs> so I played for him. He said, it's terrific. He, there's something he you just it. said as you were talking. There's something you said. 
They attempt to be surgeons. I think we have too many surgeons who are listening. So yes. Take, yeah, being yeah. clinical, taking something apart. Yeah, just sit down and try to enjoy it. I never listen to music like that. Only on myself. Uh, I never yeah. listen to other people like that. But to myself, uh, when I'm playing, I listen to it with, with, with that ear. Because, because you're self-critical. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm very, very self-critical. I, mean, I hardly ever listen to my, to, to my records anyway. If somebody put them on at the, at, the, at the house, I go to somebody's house and they... Oh, they got a stack of Gillespie records and then they put them on. Uh, I go off into the... Point is, you've done yeah, it. I go someplace yeah. else. They got the capture, yeah. you know, capture all it. You've done it. Yeah, it's already done. done. That's I'm done. trying to there figure out something other else other to do. Yes. And then it, 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 almost everything I play, I say, oh, man, I could have played that yeah. better. You know, I could have used better that. taste and things like that. Because it's, it's just a matter of taste anyway after you get to a certain point in, in your development. It's only a matter of taste. Uh, what you should put there, you say, boy, that was very in bad taste. I could have put something else there. Here's this matter you just bring up. I could have played that better. You yourself, always changing, always growing. Then yes. the way you play must of necessity be different each time, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's got to be, yes. And, and because your taste is supposed to get better. Allegedly. <laughs> well, Lizzie, what of your observations, uh, influences in the world of music? I know <coughs> that you, you're aware of music, different national music and how you try to integrate it in your jazz. Think of Latin influence. So you use a channel, didn't you, in, in Tintendeo? Yes. Yeah. Well, because when I first, uh, uh, when channel first hummed this Tintendeo to me, we were out in, in, in uh, California. So he, he didn't write. He just composed. And then someone would write it down for him. So I only wrote eight bars down. Just eight bars, and I say, well, later on I'm gonna do something with this, and we get together and I'm there. So finally, I had this little record company of mine, and and I said, well, I want to make Tintendeo, and I had to write a whole new tune because he had, there was no bridge. I only had eight bars to go with, and then uh, I didn't understand too much because uh, he, he was so advanced. You see that 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 uh, that cute, uh, uh, Latin music at that time. W was so uh, um, uh, different from from the ryth rhythmically was so different from our music that the impact on it just came to me uh, here recently. You know that I can say, what well, is that? What he was yeah. doing? So it came <laughs> now, years after you had written it. Yes, uh, yes, impact. yes. I say, well, is that what he was doing? And 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 because when he, he used to show me, I uh, Al McKibben, the bass player, mm -hmm. was was sharing, and I was, I guess he's with Cal Gator. But Al was in the band, and we we'd take three drums, and we on these long country rides, you know, on, in the bus. We sit back in the back, and you think we were in Africa because the channel would show show me one rhythm, show Al another rhythm, and he'd take another rhythm, and then he'd sing, and oh, it was quite something. Boy, that was so. Shoot. There were three here again. The time you were interested in in the Cubano, Africa, or whatever. Yes, the, the Latin well, I became interested yeah. in, in in Cuban music yeah. when I was with Cab. But I didn't do anything about it because, but Cab had uh, a Cuban trumpet player, Mario Bowser, who's the director of the Machita band, and who uh, Mario is the one who got me the job with Cab because he used to be with Chick Webb. He's the first trumpet player with Chick Webb, and he liked me, and I, you know, I used to follow him around and everything. And he, and then he used to, Chick would used to let me sit in. I was the only one that he let sit in. I don't know why that. I mean, there was a, uh, oh man, New York was full of trumpet players. 
uh, that one, you know, sit and take where Will you let me sit in Taft's place and not go and play? Well, he probably, Webb, who obviously is so perceptive, was under, well, I don't probably know why, sensed, but, uh, sensed I don't when he probably why, but, sensed but, this freshness, he, the verve in you, you And uh, I was uh, interested in that then. So finally, when I got this big band, I told Mario, I said, look, I got that. I want to get one of those drums that those guys play. <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about it, you know, two, uh, maybe two bars, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. And, and I went to see Channel, and he couldn't even speak no English. This is, this is so. Here, here's out of a few bars of a man who could speak no English. You, because of this catapult that you had, this jump that you had from these bars composed. Well, you know, I think I, I, I'm a little, I, I'm a little uh, cl close. I, 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 something about me, my makeup, uh, musically, is it, it, sort of on the Latin side, because most of the tunes that I write, or most of the tunes that I write, uh, are Latin influence. You know, they, they have some, some kind of a rhythm, uh, something to it. We are night in Tunisia, yes. wouldn't you, Lorraine, Tintin, they, all, all these different things that, that uh, they, they have the Latin thing. And, and I don't yes. mean to go into no. this, but it looks like the melody that I have, the melody that I have in my mind, always lends itself to, to a Latin beat. Well, huh? probably the natural verve that Dizzy has himself in this music, and there's a. I don't uh, know. Uh, I don't we know. may. This is Tintin Dale. Thus we find ourselves somewhere in Rio. But <laughs> Dizzy, in listening to your play here, there's a, there's a comment that Quincy Jones made that seems very pertinent and connected with what you said earlier. He says, you play the horn as a drummer does. What, would you mind expanding on that? Well, I think what he means is uh, you're supposed to, to set, um, set notes to rhythm instead of vice versa, instead of setting harmony. You said earlier about the water. Yes, water yes, yes. You see, when you, uh, you're supposed to make, a, the way I play, I, make, I have rhythm in my mind first. And then, uh, naturally, you have the chord changes that go, goes with it. But you make up the, you make up the, the notes uh, to, to fit the rhythm. So, so you have your rhythm going, so it's the same thing as a drummer. Isn't Only he doesn't really, have notes. Play. Isn't this really the, uh, the basis? Of, well, there's no one one thing is a basis, but one of the bases of jazz as we know it. Hey, shouldn't this be one of the credos of it, really? Yes, that should be. It should be the the main thing, and uh, you should get that first before you even attempt to do anything else. Some other aspects of uh, Dizzy Gillespie's life well, and attitude. <coughs> Where you're playing now at the Birdhouse, there's an interesting experiment taking place. The audience is quite young. Generally, jazz is young, but they seem quite and no alcoholic beverages are served. Oh, I love that. I'm curious. Well, t tell hey, me. Hey, drunken people listening yeah. to music and trying it. to make you think that they, they enjoy it, and then they're only enjoying the whiskey that they're drinking, really. You see, uh, well, I've had some experience playing with, with non-alcoholic non audiences before, such as in college um, um, concerts. You don't have uh, whiskey flowing all over the place. I think the ideal spot would be a club where you could, uh, I think I'm gonna, uh, when I get a little older, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna open up a club. I have a, a terrific idea about a club. What's the and idea? And I'm not gonna tell. Oh, you're not gonna tell her. <laughs> Cause I'm gonna do it myself, because she's looking right at me. <laughs> I have a terrific idea about a club, I just gotta go, yes. Uh, but I'm not gonna tell. I'm gonna do it myself. So when you hear that I have a club, you know that's it's supposed to be the ideal club. All right. But this yeah. matter of, of the, in lieu of your club, which you will open and won't tell us about, yes, yes. the matter of the non-alcoholic, again, uh, where soft drinks are, 
then the full attention is paid. There is no pretense. There is no audience humor, in other words. That's right. That's right. There's, uh, there, there's nothing to, to um, compete yeah. with, the, with the musicians. This, uh, in a way, can also break the stereotype idea that many people who don't know jazz may involve a number of WFMT listeners who, it's a strange world for the world of jazz, would associate jazz immediately with something that is uh, raffish. There's nothing wrong with raffish, with a, a love of life, but with drinking and a wildness on the part of the audience that is wholly unrelated to the music itself. Unrelated altogether, yes. Because you, you, you can't play un, un, under the influence of stimulants. Any kind of stimulant, it, 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 your blood, blood pressure go, goes up and your, your mind uh, doesn't work as fast as when you're... So, it's the same as when... It's, it's, it's playing where, where under the influence of a stimulant is like a, a, if, if someone... As soon as you wake up in the morning, somebody give you a horn and say, here, play. You know, and because you your your mind is cobwebs all all over your mind until you get up and fresh up and wash your face and, and get around and then practice a little bit and then play. Because this point you're making here, this is such a so many uh, of in the past at least some young musicians think because they're under a stimulant of one sort or another to them it sounds better to them Ooh, at that moment. But, but boy, off. they got yeah. a they got a yeah. rude awakening coming. <laughs> you get uh, uh, if if. Uh, if someone were to put a tape recorder on you when you are under the influence of any kind of a stimulant yes. and put the tape on you and you really know just how you sound, because it sounds good to you, you know. Uh, for one thing, uh, 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 whiskey, for one thing, I mean, and I'm not speaking against whiskey because uh, it has its uh, medicinal yes. values, uh, <laughs> but uh, 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 you, 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 your reflexes slow up. So therefore, you're behind, you're a little behind, uh, and you think that you're getting with it and everything. And, uh, but you can think. Yeah, I mean, your, your, your mind, your, your, uh, you, you have hallucinations. Yeah. You think that you're You think thinking. you're fine, yes, but yes. in reality, in reality the yeah. artist has to be in control of his That's faculties, right. of course. That's right. Dizzy, what of other trips and adventures in the music that came as a result of it. There's a story connected with Lorraine. You wrote uh, Lorraine. I know Lorraine yes. is your wife's name. Yes, well, I was, well, first I was inspired by my wife first, and then I, I went to South America uh, on the State Department tour. They sent me to South America too, and I was uh, so inspired by the music down there. I said, well, I got to find something to, to uh, show them that I, that I appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's so it's so funny. You go to a foreign country, and, and the first thing they want to play for you is jazz. See, but that's not really what I, I I like to hear from from different countries. I want to hear their music, and then they, let me see what they do with their own music. And so down in, in South America, I came across this thing, and and I I was listening to music all, and then I just just happened, and then I and compose this little piece. But what we're going to do now after uh, this is, when I record this again, I, I expect to record it again, uh, I'm going to record it as a samba. Now I don't know what kind of r uh, rhythm this is in, in this tune, as a matter of fact, because we only play it with the, with most of the time it's just the guitar and the trumpet and the conga drum. 
But the next time I record it, I'm going to make a big thing out yeah. of it because I, with, with it, with it, I think it would it would have been more adaptable to a samba because you see sambas uh, uh, instead of eight bars, most of the time they are sixteen bars, uh -huh. and which this is. I see. You see, so so it gives you time to get through, and, and instead of being in four four, it's in two four, but you get this boom boom yeah. instead of instead of boom 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 boom, you get boom boom, you know, and so uh, I, I think it would be a little more uh, a little better adapted. I'm gonna make a oh, I'm yeah. gonna make an album of uh, of my compositions uh, that is of different countries in South America, such as uh, Brazil, which is the samba, uh, Argentina. Time, which I have my pianist is is from Buenos Aires, and and we're gonna do something in that groove and and, and, and tango, mm. so you should, uh -huh. modern tango, yeah. you know, so and then for Cuban, and then you know from South the America. Variations on Latin themes as each of the countries represents. Yes. yes. Well, here let's see to what extent in this version of La of Lorraine, well you will redo it as a sound in this version, a Latin American influence is felt. Latin American influence and no Latin American. One thing is clear, and I think of something Francis uh, Newton, a new statesman, has said as you listen to Dizzy play here. He says, we seem, some people fail to recognize, that they think of Dizzy as the pioneer of a style that with effortless technical man of musical intelligence, he plays uh, this instrument, master of it. The fact that you yourself are such an excellent musician, has excellent, excellent taste, is too seldom mentioned dizzy <laughs> but here again uh this this had enough of the influence though and you you as you were here you were telling a funny story of a, a little slip that took place there <laughs> record. dizzy we haven't uh, so many i know you have to play tonight and you've got to uh, retain some of your energy for tonight and you, you've given us insights into you dizzy gillespie outlook on music there's one uh, in the countries you visited you you haven't visited west africa yet have you no i haven't no. but i expect to go there though as a matter of fact, I expect to settle in West Africa because I, I want to uh, start a little school down there, you know, because they've contributed so much to us and they've gotten so little in return because no one ever goes there to, you know, and I figure that uh, they could use me and, and uh, it's, it's just a matter of service because um, uh, they need me. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, uh, many yes. countries do, I yes, think, yes, someone yes, like. Yes. But uh, you say, they, you're thinking of sp specifically a place like Ghana, perhaps? Or maybe, maybe uh, Ghana, maybe uh, Nigeria, Nigeria, maybe one of the new ones, or mm -hmm. Balta. So one of the, one of the, it doesn't matter w w what country to me, because no. I have such a strong feeling for the whole of Africa that, that any, any part of it would be just like being uh, in my living room or something like that. And I, I would, I'd have a school, but... Uh, I have a, a name for the school, too. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Do you want to say already, it? Yeah, I already figured the name. Yes. It, would be, it wouldn't be a, 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 like a conservatoire. It would be a coat puller. Yeah, a coat puller. You see, uh, they, uh, we have a saying, musicians have a saying where uh, if someone uh, pulls your coat to something, they're giving you information about something. Oh. Like, you see, uh, uh, if, uh, if a musician walks out, uh, 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 say a musician would walk out of this uh, uh, building here and it's r real cold outside and he doesn't know it, see, mm -hmm. so he's inside here. So he walks out in a, in a, in a sh straight, mm -hmm. you know, and, and now another musician had just come in mm -hmm. and, 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 and knows it's cold out there and he said, so this musician walk out with it in his straight sleeve, he asked the other musician, say, 
why didn't you pull my coat? <laughs> you know, why didn't you pull his coat that it was cold out That's there? You know, a marvelous yeah. phrase. Tip him off. Yeah, yeah, and tip so off. Yes, the, uh, it would be a coat puller. A coat puller. Yeah, this is be coat puller. <laughs> and so, in yes, the uh, teaching, it's all that uh, young ones. Yes, I'd like to take the the kids because boy, there's a wealth of talent down there, and uh, and I figured I could do something with with my experience, with the experience that I've had that that that. Not from the teachers uh, that I've had because I haven't had too many, uh, but from people who have pulled my coat. This is dedicated to them. So uh, it's, I remember one time in Detroit, I was with Cab Calloway. I used to always hold my horn down into the stand, you know, and play. So this uh, symphony trumpet player was was in the pit of the Fox Theater in Detroit. He told me, he say, Gillespie, he say, you're all right, but. Hold your horn up so when hear the parts, your, your part is lost. I say, well, I'm reading the music. He say, yeah, but you got to learn how to, to look over. You know, so so f you know what he finally did? He finally sat down in that pit, and 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 and, and I see him sitting down there. And every time my horn would go down this way, he bring his hand up. Come on, bring it up. And 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 got me in the habit of holding my horn up. Uh, you know, different little things like that, tips yeah. that, that guys... He was people. pulling your coat, yes, definitely. Yes, that's right. And, of course, we need, uh, before we end with, with Dizzy's uh, The Playing of My Man, I, I'm sure that uh, audience will agree we need a lot of Dizzy Gillespie's coat pulling here, too. And we hope someday his African dream... Also, you have, you have several dreams. Also, that nightclub, too, you were talking that's about. That's right. I, I want to know. That, <laughs> well, I could have it in Africa, too, you Why know. It's, it's, well. What of my man? A little... Uh, we're about to hear where we'll sort of uh, sign off with my man. Well, really. I... Uh, during the course of my travels, I had the pleasure of meeting the, the great French, uh, French actress, Miss Danguette, the old... Uh, the actress. old timer. Yes, and she's there Musical now. Musical favorite. Yes, yeah. and she... So I, I was in her uh, dressing room in, in Montreal once and then in Paris. So the next time I went back to Paris, it was a concert tour, I, and I knew that she was famous for, my, for Mon Homme, which is my man. And so at the concert, she didn't know I was going to do it, and I invited her to the concert. And then I said, well, I'm going to dedicate this number to uh, uh, the greatest exponent, uh, uh, French chanteuse, you know, one of those things. And, and then I announced Miss yet Oh, the house came down, and then I played my man. And it's just one of those things where I dedicated uh, a tune to her. And then we started playing it, and I, I liked it. So uh, I've been playing it ever since. And so we say uh, to Dizzy Gillespie, Mon homme, Mon homme of so many people. <laughs> oh, Dizzy, uh, thank, thank you very, very much. much. It shows a pleasure out here. It's, it's such a pleasure to to sit down and chat with, with someone who... Uh, uh, who, who has such a strong feeling uh, uh, about jazz, and not only the strong feeling, but will back it up with uh, with knowledge about the situation. And it's it's such a pleasure. And I hope I do this again. Oh, well, and I want this tape. All right, for my house. <laughs> this is chapter one, Dizzy Gillespie. Thank you very much.